Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Do It With Dan podcast. We've got a very special episode for you this week taken from one of Dan's recent talks. Before we get started, we should warn you that this talk contains themes of suicide and depression. It has a positive ending, but if such topics are sensitive for you, it might be best to avoid this one. If you or someone you love has been affected by suicide, suicidal thoughts or depression, there's a link in the show notes to offer you support. As always, thank you for listening. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. As I reflected on all of the stories I'd heard about what this moment was supposed to look like, I couldn't help but think about how wrong they all were. For me at least, anyway. There was no heightened emotion. There was no deep sadness. I was actually bathed in a deep and profound sense of karma, a deep sense of knowing. Life, life had just run its natural course for me and the best thing that I could do, the thing that was in the best interest of all the people that I loved was for me to just not be here anymore. This wasn't quitting or throwing in the towel. This was a truly heart-centered choice in the best interest of all involved. I had nothing more to give. There was nothing more that I wanted to take. The mess that had become my life, the comedy of errors that was my existence had reached its natural end. I believed wholeheartedly that this was the only choice that made any sense. I'd come to embody the perfect example of the ultimate limiting belief. And yet as I ran through the options that were available to me at the time, the calm, the knowing, the deep sense of certainty, it turned to terror. Now, I need you to know, I understand how serious the choice of life and death is. Make no mistake, I knew it then and I know it now. Suicide is one of the the, the biggest themes of lives taken all too soon, but my fear was not at the prospect of death and the great beyond. Far from that. My terror, my deepest fear, was that my suicide attempt would not be successful and I would, so I felt, miserably add yet another dismal failure to an already pathetic resume. Limiting beliefs aren't always such a bad thing then, so it seems. After all, it was my limiting beliefs about my ability to succeed that, spoiler alert, ultimately saved my life. I had no gun. A stomach can be pumped, and I've seen far too many knife-marked wrists to trust that as an option, given my track record with success, no. (laughs) The thought of being seen as some loser who couldn't even end their own life without messing that up on top of everything else, just too much for me to bear. Success had come early and easily for me. I was reading books like Think and Grow Rich at 17 years old and 
Listening to personal development tapes from companies like Nightingale Conant, I'd cracked the code and developed the secret sauce that enabled me to create anything that I wanted. But I was young. Young and making a lot of money. To say that it all went to my head and I turned into a little bit of a toe rag is uh, a bit of an understatement. But everything I touched turned to gold. I was unstoppable. Nothing could go wrong. That was until it all quite inexplicably just stopped bloody working and went very, very, very wrong. That secret source, that code that I told you about was four simple things really. A clear vision, acting with purpose every single day, unshakable faith and living life with an attitude of gratitude. Sounds simple enough. Sounds solid, right? And yet as effective as this was at first, as you now know, the results just didn't last. To join me on the very long journey to understanding why, we need to look at the model of unconscious incompetence <laughs> to unconscious competence that I first learned from renowned personal development guru, Tony Robbins. The idea is that we move from unconscious incompetence to conscious competence, not needing to think about the steps that we go through to take competent action by first consciously developing competence. I jumped the gun in my case and actually ended up creating an ego-driven disconnect. I missed the mark in my own journey inadvertently turning back in my arrogance from conscious competence to unconscious incompetence and unwittingly ended up missing the mark of the sustained success that would have followed. I never reached the point of unconscious competence. My early success was short-lived and I instead descended into the despair that followed. And so as I sat there, with my dreams crushed into the tiniest of pieces, my intention was very clear. And so, I went back to basics. Uncovering all that I knew and didn't know in a bid to uncover and overcome all of the obstacles that stood between me and my goal. I came through that process to understand that I was actually the common denominator in my life. I recognized and accepted that all of my experiences, even the ones that I sought so desperately to escape, logically, I was the first place that I should start with any changes. So through books and the spoken word, I met teachers and mentors and mystics, leaders and conquerors of fate spanning thousands of years, each one carrying a breadcrumb that I would follow all the way to my victorious end. It was a widely misquoted science experiment, however, that showed me that I didn't so much need to fix my secret formula, so much as develop a completely new model for how I had learned to create my life. The double slit experiment, first performed by Thomas Young in 1801, was a demonstration that light and matter can display characteristics of both classically defined waves and particles. The findings 
of Young's original experiment, along with subsequent variations of it, are often oversimplified and misquoted, as I said, much to the irk of some scientists that I know personally. But in short, in the experiment, a wave of light is split into two separate waves, pushed through two double slits, and later recombined into a single wave. But this expected outcome of an orderly reformation didn't always occur when there was no direct observation of that outcome. When nobody was looking, the light didn't do what was, it was expected to do. The ideas given life over the past 200 years by the work of those who have followed Young's original experiment do pose some interesting questions worth exploring. It was these questions that in, I now see in, in hindsight actually empowered me to turn my back on my original intention and into choosing life. I came to understand that as the common denominator in every experience in my life, if I made a change within me, then that change must be reflected in my world around me. This follows logically from the fact that the substance of the relationships between me and the people, places and things in my world will have changed by virtue of the fact that I, as the common denominator in every one of those experiences, had changed. Great. So what? It's been put forward in some circles that the reason, the reason why the recombining of the light beam didn't respond as expected when there was no direct observation of that outcome is because that outcome only occurred because of the expectations that the observer had of it. The double slit experiment may have set out to explore the relationship between light and matter and particles and waves, but it also gave us another great gift, questioning the relationship between the experiences that show up in our lives and we as the one observing those experiences. <laughs> According to the work of 50 year veteran in the world of epigenetics, Dr. Bruce Lipton, we're operating on our unconscious mind as much as 97% of the time, 97%. According to other science, we can also see that we can deduce that the expectations dictating the order with which the light beam of our lives is reforming or not is also running on an unconscious program as much as 97% of the time. All of the, the fields of science that have looked into this have also explored and, and looked into to, to demonstrating that our environment is also leading the way as to what's forming that expectation that we're running on, that program that's leading into it as much as 97% of the time. The career that we go for, the education we step into or don't, the people that we fall in love with, all of these are the product of unconscious programs, expectations, all coming from programs built in an environment that we probably didn't even have a conscious relationship to. My expectation had a while, for a while led to a landscape where I thought the only choice open for me, the only choice that made any sense was suicide. But the hours a day I spent for years consumed with my mission of not failing with my suicide attempt insidiously seeded my unconscious mind with the positive inputs from the books, tapes and information that I was pummeling myself with perpetually. This ultimately led to a new unconsciously created program patterned on the quality of those positive inputs. A program that now lent itself to an unconscious expectation of hope.
And whilst my now conscious dedication to ongoing growth and development anchors all of this together, that unconscious program also leads me to not only be resourced with, but also able to receive and reach out for the help that continues to support me with choosing life whenever the shadows of depression rear the ugly head. Conscious choices, it seems, can have interesting results at an unconscious level. And as we'll see from my experience, our belief systems, the ones that lead to these expectations are malleable to some extent. We can disrupt or we can even support them based on our environment and the inputs that we're receiving from it. A loop's created here where our inputs inform or disrupt our program, which feeds into our expectation, which creates our environment, which feeds back into our unconscious mind as to evidence as to whether or not to hold the same programs that continue to inform our expectations. Multi, 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 multi billionaire, founder of PayPal, Tesla, and SpaceX, Elon Musk, reminds us that it's important to have a feedback loop where we're constantly thinking about what you've done and how you could be doing it better. When I became consciously aware of all of this, that's exactly what I did. Even at the most subtle levels, that awareness empowered me to, to start moving consciously towards deliberately reinforcing expansive and positive inputs. New loops, new expectations, new life. I was actually able to start experiencing the fruits of positive expectation in my life on a consistent and deliberate basis. And I've witnessed enough miracles in the lives of others to know that you can too. The magic I continue to see on a daily basis comes from understanding that in truth, there is no magic at all. Life is a series of experiences unfolding from our expectations and the inputs and environment that inform them. We're living in a world today that's crying out for change. These past couple of years have seen upheaval on a multitude of levels with polarizing new norms that span nearly every area of our lives and touch every corner of the globe. But change on a global scale is going to demand that more of us on an individual basis contribute to a pattern of collective expectation. Recognizing that humanity is after all the sum total of the humans that comprise it. We as individuals and together as a collective can create common goals of peace, harmony, collaboration and healing, true change that extends beyond just our own lives. And as I saw in my life, and I trust that you now see as possible for you too, even when that happens at the unconscious level, even when like me, we accidentally fall into choosing life, that choice of life begets more and more life, more and more possibilities. And whilst possibility does not inevitably lead to probability, by us being conscious of the limitations that will inevitably arise on our journey. We can, even one choice at a time, gracefully navigate these limitations and consciously become creators not only of a life of our dreams, but a world of living dreams and possibilities. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.